0: Hello everyone and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up and coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet. It is Thursday evening, July 29th, the year 2021, and today we will be discussing St. Nick. And I'm not talking about the man on North Pole that delivers presents, but I'm talking about the one out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama that delivers ass kickings and championships year in and year out. It's going to be a hard hitter, so go ahead and put in that mouthpiece. Buckle up that chin strap. Let's do this thing, y'all. This Thursday evening. We have been fighting the laptop. We have been fighting all the, I don't know what the hell you call it, negativity of the week, it seems like, coming on us this week. But uh, we're here. We're getting ready to discuss these 2021 Alabama Crimson Tides. I am Ben, joined here by my co-host once again, Big Rob. How you doing over there, buddy?
1: I'm doing good, doing good. Ready to kick this thing off, talk about old St. Nick or Little Nicky, whichever one you want to call him. But I uh, tell you what, let's uh, put the women and children to bed and go looking for some dinner, fellas.
0: Yes, sir, that's what I'm talking about. We are coming off of the 2020 season. They were the national champions. Undefeated last year, by the way, if I must say so. But they have a lot of pieces missing, so it's going to be interesting to see. Can they keep up? Can they go back to back? That's the question we're going to answer here today. Me personally, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're
1: going to do it either, but if one thing I've learned over time with uh, Alabama and old St. Nick, that man keeps delivering presents to Alabama. They don't they they don't rebuild, they reload most of the time.
0: Yes sir, it has seemed that way. I mean, hell for over a decade now, it seems like every time you turn around, these boys is coming. If they win the national championship, they're coming back for another one. If they don't get it that year, they're at least knocking on the door for it.
1: Yes sir, yes sir, it's it just seems like every year they're in the mix some way or another. I don't think since the the national championship has been around the the actual playoffs have been around. I don't think they've actually missed the playoffs at all. I think they've always had a foot in the door.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. They uh they've been damn near knocking on the door of it every single year it seems like. But um I'll tell you what, they've had a lot of very good things on their side also if you think about it. I mean Yeah, they hadn't had the hardest of schedules. Hell, I think last year was the hardest schedule they had, which wouldn't you know it, that's the year they went undefeated. (laughs) Right. So I guess we can't say nothing about their schedules like we have in the year past. But um, one thing I'll notice, though, this year here, you're losing a lot of key players. But if you don't know, you're missing a lot of coaches, too, coming into this 2021 season. There's a lot of changes going on down there. There really is. How about tell us some of those changes? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, right off the rip. Your offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, he's gone. He's head coaching down there in Texas with the Longhorns. You know the SEC wannabes knocking on the door. It's all but official now. They're getting ready to bust up in this thing in 2025. But he's gone, and uh, they brought in Bill O'Brien, the ex-head coach of the Houston Texans, coming in to be offensive coordinator.
1: Yes, sir. I tell you, though, with uh, with Sarkeesian going to. Texas, I wonder how old Nick Saban feels about that now that they want to actually come into the SEC.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, hell, he's whipped up on every other assistant coach he's had, so he probably don't mind too much, honestly.
1: (laughs) But I tell you what, man, the, the Nick Saban coaching tree, man, don't it have a lot of roots, though, in college ball these days?
0: Oh, man, it's like everywhere you look. It's just like Bill Belichick in NFL. Mm-hmm. NFL, there's Bill Belichick assistants everywhere. Mm-hmm. You get an NCAA, hell, everywhere you look, you got Nick Saban guys all over the place.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, if you think about it, whenever they were talking about uh, the quarterback last year, I believe his name was Mac Jones. Yeah, that's right. They were talking in the actual NFL playoffs how that is such a good fit. Or not the playoffs, excuse me, mm-hmm. but the draft, that that was such a good fit for that kid simply because Nick Saban, and the Patriots coach actually have the same type of coaching style. Well,
0: it's the same coaching style, but if you think about it, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain Nick Saban is actually a Bill Belichick descendant, basically. I,
1: I think I would need to do a little bit of research into it, but that sounds about right.
0: Yes, sir. I believe he was on one of Belichick's coaching stats years ago. He might have been. <clears throat> but uh, I'll tell you what, this speaks volumes about Alabama's program and the importance it has in college football. I mean, Look at two of their assistant coaches they hired this off season. I mean, Rolf Rip, well, really three of them. Offensive coordinator, you got Bill O'Brien coming in. That was mm-hmm. an ex-NFL head coach last year. Two years ago, he had a team in the playoffs trying to get to the Super Bowl, and they looked like they was going to do it against the Chiefs, but uh, they fell apart right here at the end. Right. But then your offensive line coach, not even a coordinator, just your offensive line coach. Kyle Flood has left, and now you got Doug Marrone, the ex-Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, coming in there. This Ooh. man, back in 2017, took them to the AFC Championship game, and they was, I mean, knocking on the door, beating the Patriots and getting in the Super Bowl. These are assistant coaches. Yeah. Playoff team NFL head coaches are assistants on this staff.
1: Yeah, that's that's just crazy to think of what kind of talent this coaching staff has alone. When you think about all the years combined they've got, you know, not to mention the the NFL caliber. And what's funny to think is, you know, some of these assistant coaches have done better in the NFL than what their head coach has. Not to throw any shade, Nick.
0: It is kind of funny. I mean, hell, both these guys are – one of them's a coordinator and one of them's just an assistant coach, a line coach. But if you look at their records, both of them have better records in the NFL than St. Nick did with Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, and that that's another thing that, you know, we're going to briefly touch on at one point, but – you know, it seems like when Nick Saban gets these kids that uh, are getting paid, he don't know what to do with them.
0: Well, when you got a lot of money, you can do a lot more things. Football ain't your one and only focus. And that's
1: true, but we'll get into that here in just a minute. Let's talk about some of these games that Alabama played. Of course, they went 13-0 and last season, <laughs> but if you actually look close, they actually had a couple of close-ish games, closest being that to SEC championship game versus Florida where they uh, – 152
0: to 46 yeah that's that's a crazy game too i'm still trying to figure that one out i mean florida really gave them all they wanted and then some i mean it was impressive as hell to see but florida they showed up for that game and played their asses off but then they got smoked by i think it was the oklahoma sooners in a bowl game i think it was i mean they got torn to shreds in that game but you look at some of the other games they had last year i mean Florida was hit and miss last year. They're pretty good. Don't get me wrong. They're a pretty good team, but they were hit and miss. But they showed up against the Bama team. I mean, well, that goes back to what we were talking about
1: in the last podcast with their will. They they want to play some games, and then the other games, it seems like they're taking are taking the game off because they feel like they should win this one automatically.
0: Yeah, they feel. I'm trying to think of the damn word, but they feel um entitled. Yes, that's exactly what I was looking for, entitled. They feel entitled, like some of these schools should just bow down and, oh, this is a given for us. And uh, I hate to tell you, Florida, but you're in the SEC, and I'm tell you right now, college football nowadays, I ain't going to say SEC. I mean, look at Coastal Carolina last year. They surprised everybody. Hell, they beat BYU with yeah. Zach Wilson at quarterback.
1: Yeah. Any given Saturday, things happen. You could have the shittiest team in the league
0: Hey, excuse the language now.
1: (laughs) Pardon my language. They could have the crappiest team in the league beat the best team in the league.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Any given Saturday, you could have a BYU beat an Alabama.
0: Or a Coastal beat a BYU. Yep. You you just never know. Or a Citadel beat in South Carolina. but We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, All right. I mean, hell, you look at the Florida game last year when they played Alabama, 52 to 46, I mean, six-point difference. But what's fascinating is they put up 46 points on Alabama, 462 total yards. Don't get me wrong, that's, that's pretty good, but at the same time, I mean, that'll add up to me, 46 points and 462 yards, no 408 passing yards. yards, 54 rushing, so they didn't run the ball hardly at all successfully.
1: Yeah, but when I look back through the stats, it looked like they actually scored on three of those rushes that were close to the end zone.
0: Well I mean if you ain't got to take with three steps and you in that end zone, I'm just saying I'm 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 a heavy set boy and six foot two, I could trip and fall further than that. And that's true. So I mean it's interesting to see why Florida of all teams gave Alabama such a fit, I mean hell when they got in the playoffs Did you see what they did to Ohio State? Oh, yeah. And we all seen what Ohio State did to Clemson, I mean. Oh, yeah. So, did Florida show up to play that day or did Alabama not show up? That's what's got me confused, I mean. It might be a little bit of both. It could very well be a little bit of
1: both. But, hell, whenever you go to play an Alabama team, because they are Alabama, you're going to put it all on the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at one other game from last year. And I hate we're talking about last year's games because – the team this year is not last year's team. I mean, hell, you had three out of five offensive linemen gone out in the building. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback, gone, first-round pick. Your top two wide receivers, gone, first-round pick. Your mm-hmm. running back, Najee Harris. Gone, first-round pick. Who they called pick. the best running back in college football, but yet he wasn't SEC's leading rusher. I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there a little <laughs> bit. Throwing a little shade. Hey, I don't, I don't give a damn. We're not going to play favorites <laughs> on this podcast. They can say whatever they want. On SEC Network, ESPN, all the news networks, they can say what they want, but we're going to keep it real right here. We all know who the number one rusher in SEC was last year, and that was Kevin Harris.
1: That's 100% a fact.
0: Look it up. And I'm just saying Kevin Harris wasn't running behind a solid first-round pick across the board offensive line. That that is 100% correct. But um, anyways, the Ole Miss game, I hate talking about it because it's the same same team, but Ole Miss last year, they gave up 48 points to Ole Miss, Bama did. Mm -hmm. 63-48. But yes. they gave up 647 total yards.
1: And, and I mean, it was even a pretty solid game all the way around for them. They had 379 yards passing with 268 yards rushing. So they were actually pretty, I mean, they were a little pass-heavy a little bit, but it, it was almost pretty even.
0: That's exactly right. But um, it's very balanced. I mean, hell, both of them. Yeah. One's three seventy nine, another's two sixty eight, two hundred sixty eight rushing yards in the game. That ain't no joke.
1: Yeah, compared but, to compared to Bama's four seventeen passing and uh, three hundred six yards rushing.
0: Ole Miss had a lot more explosive plays against Bama than Florida. That's what that's what blows my mind. I mean, Florida had forty six points on Bama. Ole Miss had forty eight. Mm-hmm. Two point difference. That's it. But you were looking at damn near a two hundred yard difference in the production. One 647, another one's 462. It goes to show you which team had more big plays or which team might have had more turnovers and playing with a short field.
1: Right. I think that's a lot of what it has to do with it, especially considering those running touchdowns that I was talking about.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Thinking about last year's team and this year's team, I mean, hell, it's going to be. I keep saying interesting because. It really makes you wonder. I mean, yeah, a lot of years Alabama has returning players. They always have a handful of stars returning. Right. This year, on offense, I mean, you look around. I don't see no real big stars. They're returning. No, I mean, there's they've got returning a uh,
1: wide receiver this season that actually put up some big numbers on Georgia. But other than that, they're really not returning much of anything. Mm-mm.
0: Hell, the running back coach ain't even returning.
1: I mean, hell, check out these stats. Between your quarterback, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, your running back, Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver, and Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, per their career at Alabama, you're losing 16,714 total yards and 176 touchdowns gone to the NFL.
0: I mean, that's hellacious stats. And you think about, me, Mac Jones, that's a. He started one full season and half of last year. Yeah. I wouldn't even say half, about a quarter of a season last year. A quarter or a third, somewhere in there.
1: Yeah. Not to <clears> mention <throat> also, you know, some key losses. They've lost the whole left side of their, their line plus their center.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, hell, you got to replace the offensive line. And, I mean, normally with Alabama, you say, oh, they're just going to bring in another NFL caliber line. It's going to be the same thing. But um, it's got me curious. Mm-hmm. This got me curious because I watched that spring game. And for the first time in a long time, that Alabama O-line didn't really impress me. They looked a little weak. They didn't look too hot. Maybe the Alabama defensive line looks that damn good. But that O-line, mm No, nah, I'm not going to call that elite. Yeah. You know,
1: it's just that spring game just, I mean, fourth quarter, 10-10. to 10.
0: That, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, that's – and it wasn't it wasn't trying to push the ball. I mean, they was trying – they was trying hard to push the ball down the field. They was trying to run the ball. They didn't have no rushing game whatsoever in the spring game. I mean, they tried, but it just
1: – Bryce Young had his moments where he looked like the next number one draft pick. Then he also had his moments to where he looked like a true freshman.
0: That's exactly right. I mean – it's going to be interesting. I mean, hell, you want to go ahead and change gears and jump into the spring game?
1: Let's jump into it. What you got?
0: Well, I mean, I'm saying right now you got a new quarterback in town. You got Bryce Young, sophomore. Uh, they say he's a millionaire. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether that's true or whether that was a hellacious recruiting pitch for Nick Saban. But um, it's like Rob just said. I mean, he showed moments where it was like, damn. I mean, he was the number one quarterback in the class of 2019, recruiting mm-hmm. class. He was number one in the nation. And there was moments where he really looked like number one quarterback. He looked okay. damn impressive. There was one play, every time I look at it, it blows my mind. I mean, he's about to get sacked, and he takes a step forward like he's scrambling, but he plants his foot and then just jolts backwards and slings the ball about 30 yards downfield to his tailback. That out was the, the first backfield. touchdown
1: of the game, if I'm not mistaken. No,
0: no, it wasn't a touchdown, but um, it was definitely the first explosive play of the game. Yeah. Hit his tail back out the backfield on the damn out route going for the end zone, but um, I mean that blew my mind the way he moved that way. I've never seen a quarterback, well maybe Lamar Jackson, right. but besides him, I've never seen a quarterback have that kind of crazy movement. About he was extremely elusive and it wasn't running the ball and juke him. He was in the pocket just footwork, stepping around, creating time, and it was it was wild looking man. He, he almost reminded me of a boxer with that kind of footwork he had. He really did. He really, really did. I mean but there was moments where he looked incredible. hmm And then there was other moments. I mean, hell, he damn near threw a pick six. I mean, throw overthrowing his play, uh, his receivers a mile. He th- he had some bad overthrows. He had some several bad underthrows. He had some several underthrows. I mean, the play where he did the move and he hit tail back out the backfield. If he'd have hit the man astride, that would have been to the house. But the receiver, tailback, he had to stop to catch it going down sidelines. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's young, so he might still be developing that actual arm strength to push the ball down the field on big plays like that. But, I mean, like I said, he almost threw a pick six in his own territory. Luckily, the defender dropped him. I mean, got a little pressure and just, I mean, threw the ball. He hit the, the defender, I mean. It wasn't a great play by the defender. He just got smacked in the chest with a football. I mean, he dropped it because he wasn't even expecting it to come to him like that. Right. And then he did have a fumble where they got pressure on where the O-line gave up a play. And he just never felt the pressure coming. Ball got knocked out of his hand. Defense picked up. Walked right into the end zone.
1: Yep. At
0: defense, I mean,
1: it still looked almost like the Bama defense of old. But it still has a little holes in it, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it for sure does. But at the same time, I, I don't know if it's this Alabama defense has holes or these Alabama receivers they keep bringing in just that damn good. Cause,
1: I mean. I'm telling you. Oh, that uh, wide receiver I was talking about, his name is John Mechie III. And he's the one that put up those kind of big numbers on Georgia last season, and he had a hell of a spring game.
0: i am telling you right now, I mean, Alabama, they turn out receivers. I mean, going all the way back to Julio Jones, that's one thing I can say is Nick Saban, he can bring some receivers in the house. That's one thing. There's two things for certain in the state of Alabama. All right. One of them's hunting. Mm -hmm. The other one's Nick Saban recruiting star receivers. I like that analogy. I mean, how many Alabama quarterbacks do you know that have gone to the NFL and made big names for themselves in the last 10, 12 years?
1: Not too many. I mean, there's still a couple out there that's still trying to make a name for themselves, but no real big stars.
0: Yeah, but there's a hell of a lot of Alabama receivers out there making names.
1: Oh, you ain't lying. Going back to the days of Hines Ward, Julio Jones.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, Jalen Waddle last year. Yeah, That kid's going to be a star. Alabama's loaded. And running backs, they can can get some hellacious running backs in there, too. I'm a little nervous about these new guys coming in now, but...
1: Well, here's the thing. I mean, yes, in the spring game, the running backs really didn't do much impress, you know, impress me very much. But they had their projected starter injured, so he didn't really play in the spring game. His name is Brian Robinson Jr. And, you know, he had some good plays last season as well. He had 91 carries for 483 yards. Uh, six touchdowns and six receptions for 26 yards. So he got some playing time last year. But, again, when you're behind a brand-new offensive line on the on the left-hand side, I don't know.
0: Uh, that's what I was about to say. I mean, when you're a running back, you're only as good as your offensive line. You can have an offensive line that will make you an All-American quick. Mm-hmm. Or you can have an offensive line that will – Make you somebody that's going to be looking for a job, a real job out of college. they either going to make you study hard so you get your degree, or they're going to make you rich in the NFL, one of the two. We're
1: now rich in college with this NIL money.
0: Yeah, damn NIL. i know. I'll tell you <laughs> what, I keep thinking about it. Old, old Tennessee, they got to be pissed right about now.
1: <laughs> they got the crap end of the spoon, I'm telling you.
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir. They got, <laughs> they got that 10-piece McNugget. A few McNuggets short
1: I'm telling you all right so yeah that that spring game was awesome I mean we saw some things that you know kind of give you hope and some other things that make you just kind of grit your teeth and you know just make you say what the hell
0: yeah I'm saying, man they, they got a lot of things that really they got several things you're saying oh boy the roll titers are gonna be coming out the damn woodwork this year. They're gonna be going crazy. They're gonna be doing it again. And then they had some players here saying, Hey, y'all ain't looking too hot. Yeah,
1: it I don't know. The funniest thing to me though in the spring game, and and this was hilarious, they have a kid, he's a freshman, I believe he's a safety. His name is Kool Aid McKinstry.
0: It's all about the Kool Aid. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but he was on the field, I guess, after a kickoff and was, you know, walking back to the sidelines. And Nick Saban got on his ass real bad. You want to tell him what he
0: said? I prefer not to use that language. <laughs> but uh, Kool Aid made some plays, though, now. He's a player. He Kool-Aid did. Kool Aid's Kool-Aid a baller. Did. Boy, they look damn impressive. Watch that language. Hey, we can say damn. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to try my best to keep this podcast clean from saying <laughs> the S words and the F words. Preferably the B words. You might have a B word slip here and there, but we're going to keep the S and S's <laughs> off of there. You got to still be a gentleman. You don't know when you got female fans. You might have young listeners. You got to be respectful. That's uh, true. I mean... Hell, a beaver can build a dam, so we ain't worried <laughs> about the word dam. But yeah, if you're Alabama, I mean, it can go one or two ways. I mean, you look at their schedule this year. Week one, they're kicking the year off playing Miami. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes, I mean, it could be a blowout. They could slaughter Miami. But at the same time, Miami got a lot of guys coming back. Alabama don't. And for whatever reason, if you look at history, I don't know why. But Alabama's not always played the best when they play ACC teams, for whatever reason. Right. I mean, I hate to say it, but Clemson, Clemson gives them a fit every single game. I mean, they may
1: win, they win every now and again, but every single game, it's always close to the end. There ain't really no in between.
0: Yes, sir. Clemson does not make it easy on them. You look at the schedule. You got Miami week one, but then they play Mercer the next week, so you got a freebie there, but then you turn around, you got the Florida Gators September 18th. Then you got Southern Miss, then you got Ole Miss. After that Southern Miss game, I mean, the schedule gets kind of ugly. You got New Mexico State November 13th, but Mm -hmm. besides that, I mean, let's take a look at this real quick, okay? All right. Your first four weeks, you got Miami. All right. You don't want to sleepwalk in that one. No. But then you got Mercer, so, hey, we're going to cool off, stretch our muscles, beat up on some people, have fun, put the women and children to bed and go have some dinner, as you like to say. Oh, yeah. Then next week you got Florida. I don't think that's near as dangerous of a game as it was last year. I could be wrong. But the following week on 25th, you got Southern Miss, all right? After Southern Miss, I mean, hell, listen to these next four weeks. Ole Miss. Then you got Texas A and M. Then you got Mississippi State. Then you got Tennessee. Hell, after Tennessee you got LSU, Arkansas, Auburn. You got New Mexico State in there. I mean, I don't know who the hell that is, but if you Alabama, you really need to take advantage of these first couple games of the year. You need to make sure you don't sleepwalk in them, and you need to make sure you keep your players healthy. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're Alabama, you do not want to have injuries on this team after september 25th you don't ever want an injury but if you get one after september 25th that's going to be a long stretch of a very mean rough schedule and I'm i guarantee you. you texas a&m jimbo old fast talking jimbo you think he wouldn't like to put one on nick saban i guarantee you he would ed orgeron coach o with lsu o. tigers he is chomping at the bits to beat up on somebody like Bama to show that they are back. Yes, sir.
1: I'm telling you, that that man, he's on a mission this year.
0: Exactly. I mean, Alabama, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, I just don't know what to think of this team. I really don't. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's – we can watch all the game film from last season that we want to, but the fact of the matter is it's not the same damn team. It's not the same. There's – very little returning on that offense.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, that's like drinking beer two hours straight. Mm-hmm. Drinking beer, drinking beer, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And then you try to take a shot at Jack Daniels. <laughs> that ain't that ain't them Bud Lights you were sipping on. No. That's something completely different. You're going in uncharted waters. They sharks in them waters. Yes, sir. And I mean... They do have some good players on defense. they got a hell of a secondary. Yes, they that, that do. secondary looks mean. Yes, they do. Linebacker core looks solid. Yep. Defensive line looks solid. I mean, this could be the Alabama years past we've seen as been more of a defensive dominant team. Right. I, they're going to have to be, in my opinion. But the offense, I'm just, I'm not sold on it. No. Last year, it was one of the best offenses. I mean, hell, we all talked about how historical and amazing the 2019 LSU Tigers were, but Hell, 2020 Alabama, they wasn't no slouch. That's true. They they hung points on every damn buddy. I mean, hell, look
1: at how many players they put into the NFL.
0: Exactly, in the first round.
1: In the first round. They tied, I believe it was they tied the record with Ohio State. How you doing, Mr. Gabriel?
0: <laughs> Hollering for his <a> die
1: <laughs> But, no, I believe they tied, uh, tied the re- record with Ohio State for the most in the uh, – First round draft picks.
0: It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, hell. They should have had to draft in Tuscaloosa last year (laughs) instead of Cleveland. (laughs) I'm telling you. But it's interesting because, I mean, on offense, you go from Mac Jones, a very pro-style quarterback, Mm -hmm. to Bryce Young. And, I mean, Bryce Young, he reminds me a lot of Tua. He's very similar to the way he's built, Mm -hmm. the way he plays. I think he's got a lot better set of wheels on him than Tua did. I believe he's got a little bit of quickness to him, pretty elusive.
1: Yeah, especially with the feet, with the feet work.
0: That's exactly right. He's a lot more elusive than Tua was. But he don't have quite the arm strength to it. I mean, Tua had a damn hell of a release. Right. He was accurate. Right.
1: He could drive a nail. And that's one thing that drives me crazy about this kid is, you know, one second he's got that, that smooth release, gets the ball down the field, and then other times it just feels like, You've got to have
0: some sort of, uh, I don't know, I some mean, sort of. He had one play in the spring game. I didn't mean to cut you off, but he had one playing spring game. Should have been a touchdown. The receiver dropped the pass, but he scrambled out the pocket, was on the run, got to the right hash mark on the right mm-hmm. side of the field. Now, right hash mark. Mm-hmm. Then threw the ball back to the left corner of the end zone on mm-hmm. the other side of the field while running. And, I mean, put it about, hell, I don't know. Two foot off the ground. I mean, made it low where only the receiver could get to it and hit the man right in the arms. Man dropped it, I mean, hellacious great throw. Yeah, and then here uh, comes the sundial. Yeah, I mean, it really it really is weird. Cause hell, I mean, through the first quarter of that game, I think there was ten minutes left in the second quarter, if if I'm not mistaken. But uh, just through the first quarter of that game, man. Yeah, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. With 10 minutes left, 9 of 13 passes, 171 yards, and one touchdown. He was looking amazing. Yeah. And then that second quarter rolled around, and I don't know, as the game went on, it... It just seemed like he ran out of gas. Yeah.
1: Either that, or Saban pulled the reins.
0: You know what it reminded me of? What was that? It reminded me of watching a Conor McGregor fight. That first (laughs) round... That first round, boy, it's it's hellacious. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. But then as the rounds start ticking on down, it it, it don't look it don't look so good.
1: Hey, Connor, that was him this time, not me.
0: Hey, hey. <laughs> I said that first round's hell, though. <laughs> what the hell's he gonna do? Run my toe over? <laughs> With a scooter? <laughs> that
1: man gonna whoop your
0: ass. Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, you got – I just – I'm not sold on it. There's too many coaches leaving, too many players leaving. I'm a to pencil it in right now. Alabama loses two, maybe three games this year. I'm done with it. I'm penciling in, and they're not making the playoffs.
1: That's a bold prediction. I'm not going to say they're going to lose three games this season, but I'm going to say they could very well lose two games this season. And that's to A and M and LSU.
0: Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and pencil mine in right now. All right. Don't Right here, right now. Ole Miss, that quarterback, I believe he could light their ass up. Matt Corral. Uh-huh. Lane Kiffin. God knows they can hang some points. Alabama's offense, I don't think they're as explosive to endure another shootout like they did last year. Last year they could do a shootout. Huh? They had the best damn offense in the league. Right. They ain't got that this year. So if they're getting a the shootout. They could be in trouble, but I'm saying they could very easily lose Ole Miss. Texas a I could see them losing that one. LSU, I think LSU's going to put it on them.
1: All right, well, you heard it here first. I'm,
0: ben? I'm saying at least two losses, and they missed the playoffs.
1: All right, y'all heard it here first. He's calling that Alabama, for the first time ever, is going to miss the playoffs. With two to three losses. I'm going to have to support you on that one. I think it's going to be two losses. I don't know about
0: uh, the third. I, th- I think they missed the playoffs two years ago. Did they? When two got hurt. I think they did miss the playoffs that year. I'm pretty certain they did.
1: They may have. I'm trying to think.
0: I'm pretty damn positive they did.
1: Well, hell, look it up.
0: <clears throat> well, hell, keep on chatting. But, no, what I
1: was saying is I do think that – Alabama will lose at least two games this season. I'm I'm calling it, I'm calling A&M, and I am calling it for LSU. Ed O, that man is hungry. That team is ready to get back on top. They're tired of all the naysayers. Coach O is disrespected for the fact that a lot of people are saying that he's on the hot seat, which, I mean, you win the championship in 2019 and then have a, coronavirus situation happened in 2020 there's no way he's on the hot seat in my opinion
0: yeah they missed the playoffs they did they did because uh clemson played ohio state and oklahoma played lsu that year
1: okay they well i stand
0: corrected they didn't miss playoffs but i'm telling you right now i think it's going to be a very similar case this year here which that year Tua got hurt so that's why they missed out mac jones had to come in he played well but you were without Tua. of yep but I think it'll be a similar situation next year. I think next year, all these guys coming back, you'll have a hell of a team. But this year, nah, you ain't you ain't a natty winner to me. Yeah,
1: all these kids coming back, they're gonna have time to mesh all together. Coaching staff's gonna have time to mesh. If if some of them don't get head coaching opportunities elsewhere.
0: Something that kind of bugs me about a coach staff too is I mean, you got three NFL head coaches. On one college coaching staff, that's a lot of big dogs in a small yard. That's a lot of alpha males. Oh yeah. That, I don't. I don't know how the hell that's gonna work. I really don't either, because
1: like we mentioned, kicking this thing off, there's some coaches that have won more games than what Nick Saban has in the NFL, and they know it.
0: And Nick Saban doesn't like competition. No, he doesn't like nobody taking away his thunder. I mean, hell, you seen what he's done to Bear Bryant's great-grandson. Oh,
1: Lord. I feel so sorry for that kid. If I was that kid, I'd transfer out. Even though I'm a prodigy, it's time to go.
0: That man there, I mean, what the hell is his name? Let me look. Killing me. Killing me. <laughs> what the hell. But uh, Bear Bryant's great-grandson, he's number 17, big uh, Phillip Rivers fan. That spring game, he ain't. A dual-threat quarterback like Bryce Young. And, I mean, Bryce Young does look better. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think Bryce Young has more potential. But when you talk talking about a arm, boy, had a hellacious arm. Made great plays. Looked real good. Took care of the football. That's something I really like seeing out of him. He took good care of the football. Bryce Young didn't take care of football. And this man's younger than Bryce Young, which doesn't make any sense to me. But... I know Saban was crawling his rear end. The whole time. The whole time. Man couldn't sneeze without
1: Saban crawling his behind.
0: No, sir. I'm all about coaching a player and giving him a good chewing, but uh, if you're going to crawl one kid's behind, make sure you crawl the millionaire's butt, too, when he's dropping the ball on the ground and throwing the ball right in defenders' faces.
1: Oh, yeah. Kid's name is Paul Tyson.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: But... Yeah, I mean. That's a hell of an arm, don't he? I'm telling you, he does have a great arm. I mean, the kid still seems like he's a little bit green. I'm not sure what class he's in, but he does have a great arm. He's got a good read on when to throw the ball away, get rid of the ball. Unlike Bryce
0: Young. He's very. It's kind of funny. He's a Phillip Rivers fan, and he is the opposite of Phillip Rivers in that aspect. (laughs) (laughs) Old interception Rivers. Right. But. Yeah, that had hell of a cannon. I mean, Bryce Young's got to beat without a doubt. We're not saying there's a quarterback competition in Tuscaloosa. No, not at all. There not ain't. at all. But, hell, the man make a great play. still get his butt shoot. Your starting quarterback throws the ball and hits the defender dead in the chest. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get him next time. We'll get him next time. Yep, patting him on the behind. and other man go out and throw a 35-yard pass. Perfect. Perfect, I mean, accuracy on the sideline. Putting the ball where nobody but the receiver could get to it. Crazy good plays. Yeah. Raising hell.
1: I mean, it was a perfect pass by the quarterback. It was a perfect catch by the wide receiver. Everything worked in full.
0: Got his ass chewed. Yeah, I I don't get that. Come on, Nick. Come on. Old Nicholas. Old little
1: Nicky. Come on now.
0: I mean... I guess that's the difference when a kid's getting paid and when he ain't. Right? I'm telling you.
1: Now, doing a little bit of research into the recruiting program, it does look like Alabama is bringing in some kids that may help this season, probably help in the future.
0: I bet so when they hear about other kids getting paid damn near a million (laughs) dollars. Where the hell are you going to want to go to school at? I'm going to Alabama if I'm making a million-dollar check. Hell, if you're getting 500 grand. Sign me
1: up. Uh, Five hundred grand might be a South Carolina check or a Clemson check.
0: South Carolina, I mean Clemson, maybe. South Carolina, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about I, that. I don't know.
1: There, there's there's bigger pockets in Columbia than what there is up in Clemson, I believe.
0: I don't know about that. You, <laughs> have you ever seen the tuition between two schools?
1: I've never really paid that close attention to it, honestly.
0: Ooh. Little Ooh. high, little high. Clemson, Clemson got them smoked. Is it like Snoop Dogg high? <laughs> yeah, kind of like Willie Nelson.
1: <laughs> but anyway, they're bringing in a quarterback, Jalen Milrow. He's a dual threat five-star. He's 6'3", 206 pounds. Uh, kid looked pretty solid from what we saw in the, the spring game as well. Do you remember watching some of his
0: plays? Yeah, yeah, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good uh, through that one ugly interception.
1: Hey, I forgot about that.
0: Uh, that. That wasn't so damn pretty.
1: No, I forgot about that.
0: I take it back i'm a little confused about it too now i mean that man turned his head looked away and just slung the ball down the field straight into a defender didn't even look where he was throwing and you ain't even getting hit in spring game i mean if you're at penn state maybe because you scared of the sandusky Tickle monster <laughs> but i mean you scared of a little coochie coo but <laughs> i don't know what the hell is going on with that I have no idea Flinchy little fella. I'll I mean, give him that. He's a little flinchy. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I mean, maybe he saw dollar signs. I don't know.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Come on, big money.
1: <laughs> big
0: money, big money. Make
1: it rain. Next, they're bringing in a, another running back, Kamar Wheaton. Five star, 5'11, five 190 pounds. Sounds like a small dude. May have some quick moves. I don't know. but
0: Sounds like a Melvin Ingram.
1: Yeah. Next is going to be a tight end, Robbie Ousts. He's a three-star, six-four, two forty. Can you guess where he's from, Ben?
0: Where's that?
1: Right upstate, Rock Hill, South Carolina. How about that? Why the hell is he going to Alabama? Because Saban wanted a tight end, and he got out recruited for the last few tight ends that were big names, and he just needed somebody to to fill in the position, to fill in the void.
0: Yeah, but why did he go out? Why did this man go from Rock Hill to there? What's the kid's name again? Robbie Ousts. Come on, Robbie.
1: <laughs> Come home.
0: Come home. You can do it.
1: <laughs> Ja'Cory Brooks, five-star, six three, one eighty five. Star, 6'3", He's going to be a wide receiver. And another wide receiver coming in, Aja Hall, four-star, six three, one ninety.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse so, me, y'all. <clears throat>
1: you okay over there? You still got your lung intact?
0: Yeah, yeah, they're still there. They're still there.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nick Saban doing what Nick Saban does and bringing in those wide receivers – Probably going to be future future stars in the NFL.
0: I got a question for you.
1: I got an answer for you.
0: This whole uh, name image, like this thing, starting to change subject for a second. No, you good. How the hell is this thing going to work? I mean, are they going to do a salary cap or something? Because I'm thinking about me, I mean, if Alabama, he could very well not be getting a million dollars. Right. It could be a recruiting pitch. But at the same time, even then, if you're sitting here saying – if you're as dominant as they are, nationally recognized, I mean, they're the most recognizable college football team in the nation by far. Everybody knows Alabama. Ain't a football team in this country, if they see Alabama on their schedule, they say, damn, right, this is not going to be easy. So if you hear kids getting paid a million or close to a million to play there, it's hard not to believe it. as much recognition as they get and exposure they get. These other schools ain't going to be able to draw money like that. I mean, that's... I don't see how this is going to be... How are you going to... I want to know how the NCAA is going to make this... Equalize this as far as recruiting. I mean, there's going to have to be a salary cap where a player can't get paid. But so much. There's going to have to be something done to kind of put a roof on all this. Because, I mean, if you think about it now... How the hell is, say... I don't know. Virginia Tech mm-hmm. or the Michigan Wolverines or hell, who um, let me think. Wake Forest. Yeah. Or hell, um, Oregon. Somebody How are you going to be getting the top quarterbacks in the nation? I mean, hell, all these kids out here. If you're the top 3 quarterbacks in the country, you see a 17, 18, 19-year-old man getting a million bucks before the season starts. Where are you going to want to go?
1: Exactly. There's just It's just so unproven right now that before they kick this name, image, likeness off, they should have done some sort of a policing of how this money is going to be done, if there's going to be a salary cap.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's really... <clears throat> This thing's really bothering me. I hated to change subject about me. I was just sitting here thinking about while you're talking, and it just—it's gonna be hard.
1: It really is for anybody
0: to compete with Alabama. If if kids in Bama are getting that kind of money, then NCAA just opened a whole can of worms. I mean, how the hell do you compete
1: with that, right? I mean, think about it. You've got Bama, one of the most notable schools. In the country. Ohio State. Big Ten, but they're still one of the most respected schools in the country. You've got schools like Florida. You've got schools uh, like um, <clears throat> Southern California. You've got Notre Dame.
0: I don't know if Notre Dame's going to be doing a whole lot of the money thing. Well, I mean, big, it's a big, Catholic school. Big, big religious school. Well. But... I just, I don't understand how the hell this is going to work. No. I really don't, because, I mean, the whole thing for college, college athletes recruiting is, you're going to pitch the school's education rate. Mm
1: hmm
0: You're going to show them your success rate as a school. You're going to show them the culture. Mm hmm You're going to want them to build for their future, but... I mean, that's going to blow everything out the wind.
1: It really is. It really is. Now what you're going to be walking in and talking to these kids about is so-and-so's got a contract with this company over here making $1.5 million a year.
0: Well, I mean, for example, if you're a South Carolina or a Virginia Tech, hell, even even a Clemson. If you're Alabama, you can walk in there and say, okay, um, you can go to this school. You can get a good education if you go over there. You get a good degree. You can maybe play for a national championship, maybe, maybe make the playoffs. We don't know. And if you're lucky, in a couple of years, you can go to the NFL draft. Or you can come here right now, and in six, six months to a year, you'll have $800,000 in your bank, and you know you're going to go to the playoffs at least once while you're here. Yeah. Do you want to take a chance of getting injured and not getting money, or you want to get paid right now?
1: How, how do you compete with that? You can't.
0: You really can't compete with that at all. I mean if you're a damn team like South Carolina's two and eight last year, ain't nobody paying no kid on that team a million damn bucks. Shoot, no. Hell, Boston College, Wait Force, if you're a seven win team from last year, you ain't getting paid a million bucks. No. You ain't getting paid six hundred grand. No. Which I don't think these kids That's a lot of money to be giving a young man Ralph Rip anyways. Oh yeah. Like I said before, I think they should be on a payment plan, then when they go to the draft or graduate, then you get the rest of your money to lump sum. Right.
1: We're not saying that that they don't deserve it because they really do, but they just have to have somebody, I wouldn't call it necessarily an allowance, but somebody to help manage their money so they don't get in way over
0: their head at an early age. That's exactly right. It just... I didn't mean to change subject. No, 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 no. It's been eating at me for over a week. now. Ever since this thing became official. Two weeks now since it became official. It's been bugging me. And I've just been thinking about different things. And, I mean, after I found out about Bryce Young, the money he's looking at, I mean. How the hell do you compete with that? Like I said,
1: you can't. You can't compete with that. Unless you could find a donor that's got as big a
0: pockets as what that other donor does. I don't know. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it just... It don't make no sense to me. This don't sound right. It don't seem right. They're going to have to put a roof on this thing. They're
1: going to have to do something.
0: Yeah, because it just... They're
1: going to have to police it a little bit better.
0: Exactly. And I mean, another thing, too, though... Bryce Young looked good in the spring game. He didn't didn't look terrible. He didn't look great. He looked pretty good. He looked like he had a lot of potential. He looked like he had a ton of potential. But the thing is, he looked like he needed developing. Right. Like he needed to focus, pay attention, and develop. Right. That was before he had money in his pocket. Yeah. That was before name, image, likeness was a thing. Yeah, you get all this money, you you ain't going to be wanting to just sit in your dorm room and read over a playbook all day. Well, let me ask you this.
1: How much money is – how much
0: is your head going to swell after all that money? That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, they're going to have to put a salary cap on college football. And that sucks because that's what the NFL has. NFL yeah. is it's cool to watch every now and then, you know, on a Sunday, whatever. But college football is a whole different thing. It's a whole different heart, soul. It's a whole different animal. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And they're taking
1: it away, it feels like. College football just seemed more pure than what the NFL did because these kids were trying to play for a contract.
0: That's exactly what I'm trying to get at. I feel like it's being contaminated. I feel like you're taking something pure, well, was somewhat pure besides Happy Meals and whatnot. I feel like you're taking something that was pure, and you're contaminating it. Because now you got this whole money ordeal. So now we're going to have to find a way to do some kind of salary cap. What's going to happen when these kids are getting paid more than the coaches? And you got so much exposure to so many schools of money. I mean, Alabama, you got three former NFL head coaches. Two of them that were head coaches last year have been to the playoffs within the last five years with teams. Won playoff games in the last five years. I mean, what the hell is going on? Boy, that's what happens. I thought college football is where these coaches come to be proven and then go to the NFL. Maybe when you have had your NFL career, you come back to retire in college football, whatever. But you're taking young. These guys ain't old. You're taking young, active NFL head coaches and bringing them back down. Yeah. And now payers are getting played I mean, I feel like... I feel like this is just a step down from the NFL. I mean, it, it
1: feels like a, I don't know, almost like a Canadian sort of football league that, you know, is the, the, the step before, you know, when when players can't make it to the NFL. But, That's
0: right. I mean, college football is already a, kind of a developmental league. I mean, it, it is a developmental league. But it. I love college football, but college is not about sports. College is about developing these young men and women to become responsible, educated young adults and getting them ready to enter this world and take on life.
1: Yeah, get an education.
0: I mean, and then you bring this thing in. I mean, what the hell? I don't know. I I don't even know... These kids should be getting paid, without a doubt. Absolutely. I mean, a regular college student, they can go and get a job somewhere, and they can get money. But, I mean, damn. How the hell... Alabama's? if if a kid's getting $500,000 to a million dollars before the season even starts, I mean, you know that money's going to go up, especially if they start playing good. Oh, yeah. Well, just think where to go
1: after they win the national championship, if they win a national championship.
0: That's exactly right. You got all that exposure, all that money to go into him. What do you do if you're Arkansas? What do you do if you're South Carolina, Missouri? I don't even know what the hell Vanderbilt's going to do. They're just, (laughs) I don't know.
1: Well, let me ask you this question. Mac Jones, if he would have stayed for his final year, how much do you think he would have made coming off a national championship season?
0: Whew. I don't want to know.
1: I think he'd be making more than his rookie contract.
0: Mm, I don't know about that, because I think the rookie contract... Or no, it might be, because his rookie contract, I think, is four years... Four or five years, and I think normally the rookie contracts normally they start out around 20 something million years in the teens, or not in the teens, for years for the overall contract. Right. So, hell, a couple million a year. But I mean, this young man here hadn't even taken a snap yet.
1: And, and rumored it, already be making a million dollars.
0: Nick Saban's saying nationally, oh, he's already got close to a million bucks. I mean, hell, that's. It might keep some of these kids from going to the league, though
1: I mean it could
0: it really could it's going to mess the NFL up though because who the is going to want to graduate college and then go to the NFL and take a pay cut
1: Well, how does I, that mean, work? I mean, you make a point there, but you know at the same time, how many kids are how many of these kids are going to let this money go to their head and they're going to flunk out because of doing bad stuff?
0: How about to say I' was say flunk out but get in trouble. Get kicked off team, get expelled. I mean, right. I I hate to say this, mommy. Could you imagine Steven Garcia if he had a million (laughs) bucks in his pocket? Good God,
1: I would love to hear Steven Garcia tell us what he'd do with a million bucks in his pocket as a high school or as a college kid.
0: (laughs) Five five points probably wouldn't even exist right now, (laughs) they'd have to shut the whole damn city down during football season.
1: Either that or Steven Garcia would own the whole city. (laughs)
0: Gracious (laughs) day. I mean, it just... I really don't know. It kind of stinks. So, I mean, this kid here is about me asking, I mean, what about your Derrick Henry's? What about your Melvin Ingram's? Did you see where Reggie Bush, they announced today he is not getting his Heisman Trophy back? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, kind of hypocritical.
1: Well, I mean, like you were saying earlier, what about these uh, Happy Meal kids that left Tennessee last
0: season? Oh, Tennessee got Tennessee got screwed. I feel bad for them. I mean, I don't feel bad for them because, hey, you were cheating. Shame, right. up, shame on you. But at the same time, I mean, damn. This thing didn't just pop up. They knew what they were going to do. Yeah. They knew it was coming. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's been the talks for the last two or three years from what I can recall.
0: Exactly. I'm sorry if we strayed away from Alabama, y'all. It's just (laughs) I don't really know what to say about this team because it is so unknown going into this year. It just – you got one or two things that's going to happen. Either you're going to have a national contender – that's going to the playoffs and they're going to try to do the damn thing. Or you're going to have a team that's going to lose two, three games. I mean, it's And just, I think it's going to be the one that loses two to three games.
1: It's that simple, and I think you're right on that one.
0: It ain't going to be a one-loss team. No. I'll tell you that right now. If they lose one, they're going to lose another.
1: Yep. They're either going to be undefeated or they're going to be a two-loss team. Two to three-loss team.
0: That's exactly right. It's going to be an interesting year in college football. It's going to be a very interesting year.
1: It really is, especially to see, you know, what happens with these new kids that are coming in um, with this team. You know, I don't know. With with this whole, you know, pay-for-play sort of thing, I don't know. It's – I'm just at a loss for words on how to describe what I'm feeling and what – you know, what it's going to look like.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a real big question mark. But, um, yeah, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up. Before we do, let's go ahead and discuss two things real quick. First thing I want to ask you is, what do you think this team needs to do to get to the playoffs this year to be that contender? What do you think they're going to have to do?
1: Well, they're going to have to control the clock, clock management. The line's going to have to step up. Defense is going to have to throw some stops. I mean, with an unproven quarterback, they're going to have to do a lot of things, and it it it, it it's going to be a whole team play on both sides of the football. What what are you feeling?
0: I'm thinking defense. I think the defense is going to have to carry this team because you don't have that offense to lean on like you did last year. You're going to have to shut teams down. Don't get me wrong; it's not as bad as North Carolina's defense was like. I ain't saying this team gave up points like North Carolina's defense was last year by a long stop. They were good last year, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying this year here, you can't have that Ole Miss game. You can't have that Florida game. You can't give up those points because this offense ain't going to keep up.
1: No, not at all.
0: They're going to put up good points. They'll put up some. I'm not sure if they're going to
1: be the the 50, 60 points is what they were last year, but they're going to put up some points.
0: And I think they're going to have to find... A way to establish this rushing attack, which, I mean, I think they're going to be able to because they did bring in the running back coach from North Carolina last year, Robert Gillespie. And, I mean, that was the best rushing attack in the nation last year. So if anybody can find a way to get creative with this rushing offense and get these running backs up and going, I think it would be a two-running back system instead of more of a one-back system like last year was. Right. I think it would be a lot more two-backs like what you've seen in years past in North Carolina. But I think you have to run the ball, eat up the clock, be smart with the football when you do throw it. Don't don't put the weight of the world on Bryce Young. No. You're going to have to step up around him and help him develop. Because right now, he's young. I don't know what his focus is going to be like with this NIL stuff. It'll be interesting to see. With any player in the league that's got big money coming into him, it would be interesting. But uh, particularly him, because he's going to get a lot of exposure, he's going to be in the spotlight, because he's on the most exposed team in the nation by far.
1: Well, as a sophomore, first-year starter, he's got a little bit of playing time in the past, but not much. But going to be projected to be the the number one starter for Alabama, this kid's head has already swollen. Take the NIL money out of it. This kid's already got a big head. So you don't want to damage the kid's confidence. So you're going to have to run the ball and mix it up. And like you were saying, defense is going to have to go out there and throw some games, but they're not going to be able to do it if they're winded.
0: That's exactly right. And that's, that's, that's the point I was making. You're going to have to step up your rushing game on offense. The team's going to have to step up around him and – Help him. Take mm-hmm. pressure off of him. You don't want to put away weight of the world on his shoulders. Young man coming here, first time ever doing this. Mac Jones came into a good team when Tua got hurt. He was a little over his head, but for the most part, he stepped up and he did pretty good. But he had a lot of guys stepping up around him. Right. Then last year, his first full season as a starter, he balled out. He had that confidence. He said, hey, I can do this. Right. This kid here don't have no prior game experience. Right. So he's gonna it's gonna be a whole other world to him. Yeah, I mean you week one. Don't see on Miami. Don't get me wrong, I don't I don't foresee them beating Bama, but at the same time he, they got a lot of players on that team. They do, they they've fly got, around football. And they've dude.
1: always had a hell of a defense.
0: Yeah, except when they played North Carolina last year. but, uh, but they fly around to the football really fast team, really physical. So it would be a decent matchup. What do you think is going to keep them from getting to the playoffs this year?
1: A first-year quarterback. A first-year quarterback. Only one starting wide receiver returning. A running back that had a little bit of time last season, but not much to to really talk about. And everybody knew on the left-hand side of that offense. Left guard, left tackle, center, all new. What do you think?
0: I think you got a rookie quarterback coming in. I think they're going to put a little too much pressure on him. I think they're going to try to send him out there and say, all right, win the game. I think he's going to be over his head a little bit. I don't think he's going to have the time in the pocket he needs. But also, they're going to have to establish a good rushing attack. And I don't know. <clears throat> After a couple of weeks, they should be getting fired up pretty good. I don't necessarily think they're going to be ready for when they play LSU and a and I think that's going to be when the real, that's when we're going to see the real Crimson Tide team. But I just, I think, I think there's a little too much hype. And I think they're drinking a little bit of their own Kool-Aid, pun intended. <laughs>
1: But here's the thing. Bryce Young. Bo. Baptism under fire. You either going to sink or you going to swim. I personally think he's going to sink.
0: I don't want to put that on him. I don't want to say that. That's what I'm saying. You can't. With a rookie quarterback in college football now. With a lot of these good teams. And a team that. They're reloading. We're not going to call it a rebuild. They're reloading, but you got a lot of unproven talent. The talent's there, but it's unproven. You don't know exactly what it's going to be like. A lot of fresh guys on the field that had not had that experience yet, you're going to have to step it up around and take the pressure off of them. If you put too much pressure on him, rookie quarterbacks that try to carry a team don't normally work out very well.
1: You're 100% correct to a point, point. and this is my personal opinion on the matter. His head's already swole up three times the size of my head, and I've got a pretty big head.
0: Where do you see his head being swollen? up, if you don't mind me asking?
1: All the money that he's getting? Being the number one quarterback coming into Alabama? Without really any sort of a contest to see, I just I feel like he's going to have a big hit. I feel like he's going to get his feelings hurt.
0: Well, one thing I'll say real quick to point something out to you: though. if there's any position on the field that you want a player to be overflowing with confidence, it needs to be the quarterback. Have you seen what happens when you get a quarterback that ain't confident? I agree. I agree 100%. But
1: what happens after two or three games and you've got Nick Saban and you've got Nick Saban yelling at you, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, it's it's not going to be a pretty thing. His confidence is going to be shattered is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, it's going to shatter his confidence if he goes out there and they put the weight of the roll on his shoulders and he starts screwing up. Yeah, that's that's going to hurt the kid. Who wouldn't it? You want him to be confident. My issue is focus. Yeah. Focus and don't demand too much from him. He'll get there. By his junior year, hell, he would be a hell of a player. Senior year? Yeah. If he makes it to a senior year without getting drafted, be great. But it's first year out there, don't ask too much. And, and that's, that's
1: my point. I'm afraid that they're going to ask too much of him and he's going to fold under pressure. I don't know that.
0: Oh, I agree with that.
1: I don't know that he's going to have that sort of backbone to not fold under the pressure. And I don't know if that's going to ruin him or if that's going to build him up.
0: It could go one or two ways. Only can. That's right. But uh, I think this has been a decent podcast. It's been a pretty good episode. It just uh, it's Alabama, man. Yeah. And it's a rebuilding or reloading Alabama, so there's a lot of new things in there and a lot of new players. You just don't know what you're getting. But I think on this note here, I think we're gonna. Wrap it up there, buddy.
1: Absolutely. Thank you all for stopping in and listening to us. And you don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. Hey, let us know Let us know how we're doing. And keep a lookout for those uh, polls that we keep putting out for you, the next team to follow. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: That's right. Catch us on Facebook, or you can send us a little tweet tweet on Twitter. We appreciate it, and you all be good, and you all have a good evening.
1: Tweet tweet.